When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. So, in just a few weeks, playoff basketball returns to Madison Square Garden. The Knicks notched their 46th win of the season on Sunday to earn a postseason spot with two-and-a-half game lead on the Brooklyn Nets. The magic number for the Knicks, as Tommy just mentioned, is just one game. The Knicks win, or a Nets loss, and the Knicks secure the number five seed uh, in the Eastern Conference, already secured play a spot. Five CB clinched with just one win, whether it be a Knicks win or a Nets loss. So under the leadership of Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau as the head coach, this is the second time in three seasons that the Knicks have qualified for the playoffs. The team missed the postseason in each of the previous seven seasons before Leon Rose took over. So, uh, Tommy, a little bit more of a macro conversation here as the Knicks clinch a playoff spot. Is the season now already a success with the Knicks headed to the postseason? No. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not. Like, again, you know, 2012, 2013, Knicks win 54 games. Um, you know, we out of nowhere, the we here Knicks team advanced, you know, to, you know beat the Celtics the first round, advanced to the um, uh, the second round, um, lose to a very good Pacers team. Listen, you know, it's cool. Start of the future. Mike Woodson, you know, mellow, like every everything's going in the right direction. Knicks win 37 games the next year. Yep. Um, Thibodeau's first season, 10 games over 500, four seed, home court advantage in the playoffs. This is the start of something they're building. Knicks win 37 games the next year. Long story short, next season is not promised. Um, Randall, a monster season this year. Does he regress? Does he can you know somehow stay on that same plateau? We'll see. Brunson, I don't know. You know, it's not possible he could play any better, right? Does he? You know, does he get injured? Um, Grimes and quickly, do they continue to play at the level they 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 they, do they continue on their upward upward trajectory? The answer right now on April third, when they're thirteen games over five hundred and everything seems to be going right, absolutely. That being said, you know, and and again, the Knicks, the beauty of the season is the Knicks are ahead of schedule. You know, the goal was to kind of maintain status quo and while also building towards the future. Knicks are not only building, you know, keeping their reservoir of draft picks and draft capital and young assets. All those young assets have improved their value by playing as well as they have, which makes the team a very tough out right now. Um, So I say all that to say, um, you know, next season's not promised. The future's not promised. The Knicks team has currently constructed has the ability to beat this Cleveland Cavs team in the first round of the playoffs. So I think just, you know, advancing to the postseason um, is not giving justice to just how good Jalen Brunson has been this season, to just mm-hmm. as well as Randall's played this season, to just the the complete two-way player that Quentin Grimes, although he's just 22 and in his second year of the NBA, has been these last two weeks. Um, that, that IQ uh, in, his 30, in his third NBA season – is, is, is pace sixth year. Um, there's no guarantee that Mitch is healthy next year and Hartenstein, et cetera. So you have an opportunity. There's opportunities in front of you. You need to take advantage of it. Um, if they lose a tough game, seven game series to Cleveland, does that mean that this season's an utter disaster? And of course not. But that being said, like to, to, to address your question directly, is this next season a success just because they advanced the playoffs? My answer would be no. 
Interesting. I didn't. I did not expect you to go there. To be honest, um, I, I, I don't want to be a cop out here, but I think when I say it's a success or not, it's all kind of kind of copping out my own question. I think it does depend on like what happens in the first round. So my thing is like, okay, the, the way I kind of viewed the question is, if Knicks lose in the first round of the playoffs, does that like not matter? Does that mean the team, the season of success? I'd say, well, I think it depends on what happens. Now coming into the season, I did not expect the Knicks to win a round. Uh, in the playoffs. Um, I thought that Knicks making the playoffs was going to be a tall order. I thought that they could do it, but if they did, they'd probably be the seventh or eighth seed having got in via the playing tournament. So now that they're here, we've seen the season. I don't want to lose sight of what the expectations were and how these guys have improved pretty much tenfold, almost the entire roster. But I think because of what we saw in that Atlanta series two years ago, and because we saw a Knicks team that we thought uh, should have been able to be much more competitive and maybe win in the first round, just get stomped by the Atlanta Hawks. It kind of makes you feel like, man, you can't go through that again. Like to, to have, you know, that happen, then have the miserable 2021-2022 season happen and then just get back right back to just getting stomped in the first round. It'd be hard to try to spin that as some kind of success. Now, I think maybe you could still say, hey, listen, at least now this team, you actually have a point guard when you didn't have before. Um, now this season you have um, a guy who you can you know build around a cornerstone. At least now you kind of know more of what your young players can be, as opposed to like even two years ago where like you know quickly and in, in Obi are rookies and RJ is a, a second year player, and you're still kind of unsure. Now you at least have a better idea. I think you can still spin it and say, hey, at least now you know more of who you are. But it would be tough if they had that. Now if they lose in the first round, a tough six or tough seven game series. I can't say that that's not a successful season. Like, I, I can't. Like, to me, like, that meant that a team that a lot of people did not pick to make the playoffs would have made the playoffs, competed against a team that um, at parts of the season looked like they were a title contender and took them to six or seven games. And if they lose a heartbreaker in Cleveland or they lose a game six at Madison Square Garden, I would say, all right, all right you know, tough pill to swallow. This is a team I think they could have beat. But at the end of the day, they do have a, a guy who is a superstar or at least on the precipice of being a superstar in the Knicks, we don't think have that guy yet. So I would say, long answer say, I would say, yes, I think it is a success, barring there isn't a playoff disaster, which I don't expect. Now, I didn't expect what happened two years ago, but I would be surprised if the Knicks got swept or lost in five games to Cleveland. That would honestly shock me. Uh, agreed. And yeah, it is important to note, I certainly wouldn't have, I didn't predict the Knicks to win 46 plus games right. this season. So if you would have asked me, uh, you know, uh, uh, prior to the season, if making the playoffs would have been success, I would have said yes. If you, and even if you asked me uh, in a, in, a, in a, one of our podcasts on a Tuesday afternoon in July, um, when we're looking at free agency, was the last season a success, even if the Knicks, you know, lose in five games or six games, you know, I, I, I will say yes. I'm just, you know, I just think, you know, as, as we've talked about in previous pods, like you recalibrate your expectations yeah. based on how the season's gone. So that's just kind of my point, um, you know, just looking ahead. Um, the Knicks have a gr- really good opportunity um, opponent and just the storylines and the, and the health of the team is relatively healthy, assuming Randall can come back um, and, and play in the postseason as well. Like these these opportunities, the stars aligned this year. Um, so you really want to take advantage of it's kind of my overarching theme. Yeah, no, and I, and I totally get that. And when it comes to the Knicks, you know, ceiling or what we expect, I mean, nobody that I don't think thinks their ceiling is making it to the NBA Finals. So. To me, you know, people will parcel. I've said conference finals. I know you said mostly second round. Other people I've talked to have said second round. Um, some people have said conference finals. How do the Knicks get beyond that level? Like, regardless of whether it's one round or two rounds, like, 
what is the next step to the Knicks saying, hey, like we're not just a team that could win in a round or two. We can get to championship or at least make it to the finals if you don't win an NBA championship. Like the way I look at this team, and I've said it, you know, on WFAN hosting, sometimes, and maybe I'm crazy, but part of me just feels like it might just be just time. And I'm not, I, I do think it's very important to not think that like, if you just kind of stand pat, that things will just end up working out for you in the end. Cause oftentimes it doesn't, you got to be aggressive and, you know, be aggressive in reshaping your roster and continue to evolve your roster. But I look at the the Milwaukee Bucks. I see an old, an aging roster, a dominant team, but an aging roster. Um, I see Philly, and I see some flux. They have, you know, star players, but I see Harden kind of, you know, getting up there in age. I see some guys going to be coming up on contracts. Guy, they're going to have to move. Uh, I see a coach who I don't know how much longer he's going to be there. And I say, how long are they contenders? Um, I expect the Boston Celtics to be contenders as long as they got Tatum and Brown. And I expect Cleveland to be around and, and be one of the top teams in the East. But it just feels like in two or three years, the Heat are just, they're not going to be anywhere near this picture and barring some crazy free agent signing, which could happen. We've seen that in Miami, obviously, before. But it, it just feels like there's a vacuum that's being created in the East where some of these teams that we just think are going to contend forever won't. And I kind of wonder if the Knicks, they continue to build the right way. Maybe they get another star in here. Then two years, we're not talking about the Knicks competing for a championship, competing to be one of the title contenders. Like, do you see that the same way, or do you feel like it's going to take something a little more um, desperate or a little more extreme for them to get to that point? No, I agree with you for the most part. Um, you know, you talk about Milwaukee. Yes, they're they're aging roster, but Giannis is still in the heart of right. his prime, and 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 Holiday's a little bit older, um, but still has a couple years left. So I'll you know putting them aside for a moment because assuming Giannis stays in in the East and stays in Milwaukee. Um, I think the Bucs are going to win the championship this year. Um, I think they'll be the favorites heading into the next season. But uh, putting them outside uh, outside of that, um, Philly, Harden's going to be a free agent this year. Yeah. He's been good this season, led the league in assists. So I, I'm not going to say he's played poorly, but I don't think it's quite lived up to expectations that, that Sixers fans had hoped. Um, looks a step slow defensively. Um, are talking about the team's better when Maxie's, you know, kind of running the show and games that Harden's missed. Um, and again, Harden's going to be free agent this summer and it's talked about going back to Houston already. Yeah. So is he committed to Philly? I, I don't know. Um, I would, I would short the Sixers stock if I could. Um, Celtics, you assume good young coach, Tatum, top five MVP candidate, and they keep, you know, Brown and Tatum together. Question is, are they going to keep Brown and Tatum together? Everything you read about, you know, leaking out of Boston is, Brown's unhappy, you know, you, you know, the city and the, and the franchise, they dangled them in the KD talks. He's a, a year and a half uh, away from free agency. Um, how does that play out? Do they trade him instead of losing him in free agency? Does he go back home to California? Um, all those, yeah. all those things are up in the air. Um, you know, uh, the heat, you know, the Hawks, um, who knows the heat will, um, you know, the, the Hawks, you know, a year ago, you would have said they're, they're in a position to be a top three team. We've seen them take a huge step back. Maybe Quinn Snyder gets them back on track. Um, Heat will try to rebuild, but I think that you can make an argument, you know, if you're looking three years ahead, um, that the two best teams in the conference, you know, depending on what happens with Giannis, will be the Cavs and the Knicks, which is another reason it makes the season so interesting. The yeah. series, upcoming series, so interesting with the Donovan Mitchell. Um, and one other thing we'll talk about with the, um, 
new collective bargaining agreement is the fact that you can have more than two rookie max contracts on the same deal, which for the Cavs is important because they have um, uh, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, and now they're going to have to re-up Mobley at that max number. Um, so they've, they've benefited from one of the uh, tweaks to the, the, the to the collective bargaining agreement. That All that being said, let's hope that the Knicks are in the, that conversation in a few years. Um, and so to directly answer your question, what the Knicks will have to do, first and foremost, is they have to – that that ascension assumes that the players will continue on their current trajectory. Uh, Quinn Grimes, who's played terrifically these last two weeks, continues to get better. Um, we've seen him kind of dip up and down um, over the last few months. He's gone into slumps and not had quite the impact as he continued to get better and better and better. This, uh, Isaac, uh, does Emmanuel quickly continue to play at the same level, a, a six-man caliber talent? Um, uh, does, does Jalen Brunson, is it possible that he plays as well next season as he does this year. I would argue, yes, that the beauty of Brunson contract, as we look at it now, is it's actually descending in value, yeah. which incredibly means that he's that his val- he's going to be paid less next year than this year. Um, also, even though he, he, he's also in the Harvest Prime, and he's even a guy that's you know 31 years old, he's never been a player at age 25, 26, what he is now. He's not relying on quickness or, or yeah. speed or Russell Westbrook athleticism. He outthinks you and footwork and, and outmaneuvers you and gets you off balance and scores on you. Um, yeah. So he's a player that... Uh, Unlike many point guards we've seen in the NBA, he's, he has the more of the Chris Paul trajectory um, than a Russell Westbrook kind of player. Um, but again, it's all, you know, does Mitch Rob stay healthy? Again, all the question marks that we had coming into the season, because all those boxes were checked this year, doesn't guarantee that they'll be checked next year. Um, as we've talked about with the We Here team and the and the, and the Randall, you know, number four seed year team. Um uh, in, in terms of roster construction, I think the I don't want to call it an extreme move, but if there was one big move that would bump the Knicks up a tier that I think will be very seriously explored this offseason and we'll have plenty of time to talk about it mm. after this season ends is what to do with R.J. Barrett. I think the the quickest way to uh, 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 leap in terms of relevance and competitiveness and legitimacy as a title contender is to turn Barrett and some draft capital into an upgraded piece at three, a three and D wing, uh, uh, an OG Ananobi, depending on your feelings on him, uh, a Mikhail Bridges type player. They're not going to get Bridges, who's been a wonderful addition. Yeah, been a star in Brooklyn. Uh, a star in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, that type of player, where he's maybe an underappreciated tertiary piece um, on, a, on a title contending team like the Suns, you bring him to New York and give him a bigger role um, alongside Randall, alongside Brunson. And I, I didn't even mention Randall piece. Um, we saw him go all NBA to the least efficient player in the NBA, in the NBA to all NBA. What happens next season? Again, all these questions are up in the air. So it's hard to commit hardcore to the Knicks are here and they're here for good. Um, there's certainly reasons to believe that's the case, but there are reasons to be pessimistic as well. Um, in order to kind of uh, uh, cushion that fall, you would assume, you know, these guys coming back down to earth a little bit is upgrading that small forward position because RJ Barrett, while he's had his moments and still has an opportunity um, to prove himself in a playoff series, the most important series of his career to date. Um, I, at this, at this moment feel, and I have felt for this season 
that he's been holding them back in certain respects. He's been an inefficient, um, you know, he hasn't been a net positive this season. So if you could get somebody that's a large, that that's a significant net positive, most especially on the, on the defensive end, because again, the Knicks are a top five offense with Barrett struggling uh, immensely on the offensive end this season for large chunks of the season, even though we scored 20 points, high usage player, low true shooting percentage, not an ideal combination. If you get one of those three and D guys that can kind of, you know, just that's a perfect fit in between Brunson and Randall, and now you have three and D wing Grimes alongside Brunson, Randall, Mitch Robinson. That's a really strong starting five. Assuming they re-sign Josh Hart, um, you know, then you have arguably the best bench in basketball with IQ, uh, Hartenstein, and Hart all signed for at least one more season. There's a lot to like there. Yeah, there's a, there's a kind of, there's several options they can do. You mentioned Julius Randall. And his value is, you know, now hopefully it doesn't tank with a poor playoff performance, but his value is also sky high. Like, does he get moved for a guy who's who's a star? Because I almost feel like the Knicks could be in that Raptors pre-Kawhi situation where they may need to take one of these guys that they currently have. Ooh. They need to upgrade this position. Um, and whether it be, I'm looking at either RJ Looking at Randall, even looking at Mitchell Robinson, comparing to what happens with some of these centers. I mentioned Joel Embiid before. Something about that situation, just I always wonder how long he'll be there, especially if they have another postseason flop. Those three positions, the key positions I can look at, I can look at and saying, if they trade one of these guys and they turn that into an upgraded piece, maybe even a superstar, I think the Knicks now you're talking about they're a true title contender. I really think that that move, will happen sooner than we think. Like, I, I think that move could happen this summer. I definitely think that move could happen this summer. But now, because of the past six months, it's most specifically last three months, four months, the Knicks are in a position now where last summer it was trade for a superstar, get any superstar, try to get relevant. Now the Knicks can be picky. Now they shouldn't trade for a Zach Levine. Yes, they know? cannot trade for Zach Levine. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of yeah. player. It, it, you know, in other words, if Carl Anthony Towns was available last summer, yeah, 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 let's get him. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out later. Now, is Carl Anthony Towns an upgrade over Randall? You know, if you give up Robinson and Randall or, you know, some combination thereof, is it does it make sense? You know, the yeah. Knicks can get a little bit, you know, can, can pick and choose their right star. Um, so that's why I say it's not necessarily the first superstar that's up for grabs, which isn't something the Knicks have had the luxury of even discussing in years past. Um, yeah. Now they can c- try to find the right piece, and that right right piece may not be the guy that's you know the twenty five point scorer, but a guy that's averaged seventeen and two steals and shoots you know forty three percent from three. I know one thing: this is going to be a very interesting couple of years coming up for the Knicks. I don't I don't think that this is a flash in the pan this season. I think that the Knicks are entering a era where they'll be a perennial playoff team and the moves they make now are going to be so important because they could be the difference between whether or not they can truly contend for a title or if they're the joe johnson atlanta hawks and they're a team that's just in the playoffs and maybe one year they do really well in the regular season but a team that can't seriously win a title i think that that is going to be very important to watch over the next couple of seasons but the knicks are in the pro season so rejoice be happy it should be a fun time in April here, uh, watches Knicks basketball in the postseason. But let's wrap the show quickly talking about 100%. Just one quick thing, and then we'll get the CBA stuff. Yeah. Um, the other thing about the guys playing good, IQ and Grimes, now you got to pay them. 
like the, yeah. like the, the guys that play good. So you, all that stuff gets factored in. Do you make your move while you still have cap space to spend? Because you're going to have to ink IQ to a big contract this summer, and then Grimes is going to be up, and then you got to decide what to do with Obi. So there's one other thing. Thankfully, as to your, we'll have months to dis- discuss that this offseason. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be very important. That's what Jake Fisher said. He has a big IQ to find this offseason. how well he's playing it. You know, I, I couldn't blame him because that was the case. So, yes, definitely very important to see what the Knicks do moving forward. 